everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we're talking about the allotments of the promised land for the tribes of Joseph, which include the clans coming from his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Although both Manasseh and Ephraim have their own separate lines of descendants, the allotments for them were on the same plot of land, which ends up causing some issues later. So let's dive in. Ephraim received his land allotment, which was in part of the current land of the Canaanites. Their command from God was to conquer completely and drive out all the inhabitants, thus leaving the land open for them to live in. However, they did not listen. And in chapter 16, verse 10, we read that they failed to drive out the Canaanites. The consequence for failing to obey the Lord's command was that they had to do forced labor for the Canaanites, becoming slaves, as we understand that term today, to a group of people that was not following God. Manasseh, Joseph's firstborn, received a land allotment as well. And here's what's interesting. Instead of just splitting the land up amongst the male descendants, they also gave land to the five daughters of Zelophehad, which are uniquely listed by name. Because Zelophehad only had daughters, they petitioned or pled their case before Joshua and some other leaders, saying that the Lord commanded that they could have land inheritances alongside brothers. We see more of this interaction in Numbers 27 when the daughters stood up before the leaders to plead their case. And according to the text, none of the leaders put up a fight because they were women, as a student of the ancient Near East might have expected them to do. Instead, they asked the Lord what they should do. And when God granted the daughters the land, they listened and obeyed fully without argument. The story celebrates the boldness of the women, and despite not having any sons, this exchange gifted their father a chance to extend his lineage through his children. The women were given specific marriage instructions that would ensure the land was kept in the family, rewarding Zelophehad for his forefather's faithfulness. Now, back to the land allotments of Manasseh in chapter 17. Similarly to Ephraim, they did not fully take possession of the land and instead allowed the Canaanites to remain in it, living with them. Once they got stronger, the Israelites made the Canaanites their slaves, but did not utterly drive them out as God had commanded them to. The Lord told them in Joshua 13, 6, that he himself will drive them out before the people of Israel, which means that God was going to lead them into a battle and give them everything they needed to be victorious and conquer the Canaanites completely. And yet, they didn't listen. The failure of the Israelites to fully drive out the Canaanites will have repercussions that will echo throughout generations. Because, well, here's the truth. Who you surround yourself with matters. Bad company corrupts good morals. That's 1 Corinthians 15.33. And if you're wanting to chase after the Lord— To obey him fully, it's important to be living in community with others who have the same goal. That way they can be there to encourage and remind you of truth as well as guide you back to the Lord when you inevitably mess up. But let's take that one step deeper. Most of you listening, you're probably already in community or some sort of small group with other Christians. If you aren't, you've got a clear action step. But if you are, let's dig a little deeper. It can be really easy to grow apathetic towards specific sins if you're surrounded by other believers who are stuck in the same practices. For example, when I was in the Watermark Institute, I spent a lot of time with a classmate who was notorious for taking jokes too far, putting down others in the name of a good laugh. This friend wasn't taking the warnings of James very seriously. The tongue is a force to be reckoned with. Our words matter. 
And the more time I spent with this Christian friend, the more I started doing the same, putting others down in the name of a good joke. Rather than using my words to build up, I was putting them down to get a good laugh. And I was spending just about all of my time around Christians. These people were Christians. It wasn't until I spent some more time with another group of Christians that that a friend in that group had the courage to call me out. And this friend, you know what they said? They said, I've noticed you've been spending a lot of time with X. I'm not going to say their name for obvious reasons. And I can tell that the way you talk to people has changed. Have you thought about that? And it stopped me in my tracks. I'd been hanging out with someone who was also in the Institute, who was really involved at church. They were a Christian. They loved Jesus. But because everyone around me was complacent with their words, I got sucked in. That same complacency started to mark me. There's a warning here for believers. Don't just check the box and say, yeah, I'm in community. I'm in a small group and move on. Think about it. What kind of influence do the Christian people you surround yourself with have on you, good or bad? Do your Christian friends encourage you or cause you to make more inappropriate jokes? Have they led you to grow more lax in the movies you watch, the music you listen to, or how much alcohol you consume? Do you cuss a lot more now because you've spent more time with Christians who use curse words? Maybe your friends are good influences. Do your Christian friends help you love God more? Do they push you closer to him? Not in a routine, we, we meet once a week to formally talk about it kind of way, but in the day-to-day, do they push you closer to God toward righteous behaviors? The Israelites, because they were living in Canaanite land with Canaanite people who weren't following the Lord, began to worship pagan idols and engage in other religious practices. This sets us up for judges where the people all did what was right in their own eyes instead of following God's commandments. Judges 2 tells us that the people of Israel went after other gods from among the gods of the people who were around them and bowed down to them, angering God because they'd forgotten everything he did for them. Earlier, I mentioned that Manasseh and Ephraim were given their inheritances on the same plot of land. At the end of chapter 17, the people come to Joshua and complain, asking for more land. They told Joshua that the Canaanites who lived there in the hill country had chariots of iron, evidently forgetting that the Lord had told his people that he would lead them to to be victorious over the inhabitants. Joshua then told them to clear land from the forest, encouraging them that though the Canaanites are strong, the land from the forest would be theirs once they put in the work to clear and possess it. As we see from the people of Manasseh and Ephraim, incomplete obedience does not mean total obedience. Yes, They entered the land the Lord promised to them, but they failed to fully obey what he told them to do. Are there areas in your life that you are only partially following the Lord's commandments? Due to their incomplete obedience, these clans didn't get to experience the fullness of what God had for them. This is contrasted with Joshua and the other leaders who obeyed the Lord completely, giving the daughters of Zelophehad land. Faithfulness doesn't always mean it will be easy. Sometimes we have to clear the forest or conquer chariots made of iron or have hard conversations with our friends. But we can do so confidently knowing that in the end, the battle is already won. That's all we've got time for today. Special thanks to our intern, Michaela Swink, who helped with today's episodes. New journals are out on Amazon. We'll link that in the description. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. 
Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.